You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody. I am so excited to be with you once again. And we are in a new series today. And the series that we are focusing on is Stronger. So over the next few weeks, we will be talking about how to become stronger and how God is often carrying us through a season where he's making us stronger. And sometimes we don't want to be stronger. But the point is, those are the seasons that we have to go through in order to be prepared for everything that God has for us. So the scripture verse that I wanted to meditate on for this first episode is Isaiah 4. 40 and 31. And it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be wary and they shall walk and they not faint. And the title for today is the weight of the weight, the weight, W E I G H T of the weight, the weight that is on us when we're waiting for God to bring something forth in our life. And for everybody, it's different. For some people, you're waiting for that dream career or dream job that you always wanted to have. For some people, you've always wanted to live in a different destination and you're still in your hometown or you're still not in your hometown and you want to go back to your hometown or you're waiting for God to bring a child in your life or you're waiting for a relationship, you're waiting for they, whatever it is, there's a lot of times that we're in seasons of waiting and that waiting season can feel like there's a heavy weight on us. We can feel like, I don't understand, this is taking too long and just... This present picture just doesn't look anything like I thought it was going to be. And if you're in a season where you've had people prophesy to you that you will have a child, or I do see you owning your own business, or I do see God blessing you in this way. And so you've heard it and you're still looking at your situation saying, this doesn't seem to reflect anything that I've heard, anything I've heard from God, anything that I felt has been prophesied. Like my reality looks nothing like what I have been promised. And I imagine that's how David must have felt when he was anointed king. He was minding his own business. I was a shepherd in the field. I did not ask for this. It isn't like Joseph who had that dream. You guys brought me out of the field. I was already okay in the field. And you guys brought me out of the field and you anointed me. And then... You sent me to my brothers and I was just defending the name of the Lord. And then after that, he was playing the harp and it's like all of a sudden he's having these opportunities to to raise higher and higher. And it seems like everything is going right. So you've probably sometimes been on a track like I seem like I'm right on the track. This is going to be the next thing. It's like when I went to L.A., it was like, OK, everything's falling into place. I go do the screenwriting course. I'm getting some meetings. And then no, 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 we're going to take you off. I'm sorry. Everything looked as if it was lining up. I was in the place that I needed to be in. He was in the palace. So I'm in the palace. You gave me one of your daughters. And so this could just be smooth sailing if you just continue to keep me in the palace. I continue to fight men. And when it's time for me, I continue to be with my good friend, Jonathan. And then when it's time for me to go into my position, I will just go into my position. That just seems easier, Jesus. And so that's the way we think. Like, you know, I've always wanted to do film. I wanted to be, uh, you know, someone who's going to be directing and writing. And so 
it makes the most sense to leave me there. It doesn't make sense to have me there for a few months and then say, go home. Like, what? what's the point of that? Like, you should just be able to stay there. And I imagine that's how David felt. Like, I should just be able to stay here and just continue on this journey. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And so how do we approach life? How do we walk through the well access that God has for us, that road that God has for us, and be able to actually come out victorious like David? And it says, the verse, I'll read it again, but they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. And what's so interesting is in that verse in Isaiah 40, when he's talking to the people of Israel, he was telling the people in a few verses up and he said, look up to the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by name because of his great power and his incomparable strength. Not a single one is missing. There's not one star that's missing. Oh, Jacob, how can how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say that God ignores your rights? And so I feel like that sometimes. I feel like we're saying, you know, God, are you ignoring me? God, why are you taking so long? And what he's saying in Isaiah is God's not ignoring you. If you knew who God was, you would know that this, this period that's trying, that's overwhelming, that God is renewing you. He's restoring you. He's preparing you. There's a purpose behind this. There's a reason he He's doing this. God is not random. And so if you are going through a storm, if you are going through a situation where it looks like it's taking longer than you had imagined, if the weight is too much for you, just just know that you are not tapping into God because God isn't doing it by random. So therefore, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling like this is too heavy, like this is too much, then you're not being renewed by God. You're not understanding what God is doing. So he said, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is everlasting. He's the creator of all earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. You cannot understand what he's going to do. You just have to trust. So that's why in the other version in the New Living Translation, it says, but those who trust in the Lord, those who wait. In King James, it says those who wait and in the New Living Translation, it says, but those who trust in the Lord. So God is saying, when I, when you feel the weight of the weight, you're feeling the heaviness, the overwhelming trust. When put your, you could put your trust on God. You could put, you could put your weight on it. God is saying, put your weight on it. Put your, put your struggles on that. Put your struggles on trusting me. Put your overwhelming grief on trusting me. It's not a weight. It's a trust. It's not a trust. And what he's saying in this scripture is when I trust in God, he's going to give me the strength. Find new strength. That means I'm not, I'm going to be weak. If I have to find new strength, that means I am going to be weak. So the fact that you are feeling weak and overwhelmed is not coming by surprise to God. He knows you're going to feel weak. He knows you're going to feel overwhelmed. He knows. And that's why the Holy Spirit was sent for you. But because you do not tap in the Holy Spirit, it's just, I want life to be easy. I don't want anything to take a long time. I don't want to have to go through this. So instead of depending and trusting and putting your weight and anxiety and nervousness and just depression about the weight, instead of resting that and trusting God and trusting in the Holy Spirit, you hold it and hold a temper tantrum like a little child. You hold it and I have been guilty of it. I'm, I'm not even trying to call nobody. I'm calling myself out. You throw a temper tantrum like a little child instead of 
just saying, Holy Spirit, I got to put my weight on you. I got to put my weight on you. Holy Spirit, I got to put my weight on you. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. So what it's saying is you're going to go the distance and it's going to be far. You're going to go the distance, but going the, the, the distance isn't easy. It says they will run and not grow weary. If you've If you've run before, you know that running is a lot of work. But in order not to get weary while you're running is that I have to put my trust in the Holy Spirit. So it didn't say you will sit there and everything that you want will just magically fall in your lap. No, you will run, but you will not go weary. You will not grow weary because you are depending on the Holy Spirit. You you will run. You will run a day, but you're not going to grow weary. You will walk and not faint. You will walk. Even if you have to stop running for a second, you have to walk. But you're going to go the distance. And so that's the thing. Are you going to go the distance? And you have to be willing to go the distance. I heard this quote that 10% of someone's happiness is based on their external surroundings. And 90% of their happiness is based on their perception of their surroundings. So that is so powerful to me because our perception as Christians should be the same exact verse. That I'm going to have to run. That I'm going to have to walk. That I am going to have to put myself in a position to go the distance and soar. And it will be hard. There will be struggles. I will be overwhelmed. It may take some time. But what I do when that weight, that heaviness of it not working out in my time, when it looks like it's not turning out like how I thought, when I have to deal with that weight and heaviness, I change my perspective to, whoa, it's me, temper tantrum change everything so everything just magically and just falls in line and it's just a beautiful journey and there's no pain and there's no heartache and I'm just blessed and I don't want to be stressed and I want to look like the Instagram feed and I want my life to look like that. When that happens, I depend on the Holy Spirit. But when your weight is not on the Holy Spirit, you cannot run and not grow weary. You're running and you're tired. You're running and you're tired. But the reason you're running and you're tired is because you do not know who, where your help comes from. And if you know where your help comes from, you do not believe that you can find rest, restoration, strength, and divine guidance from your help. You do not believe it. The reason I say that we do not believe it is because in the moment, instead of saying, okay, Jesus, I'm frustrated, take me through it, hold me through it, help me not to get weary, we throw a temper tantrum. So we do not believe it. We do not. So in order, you have to hide the word in your heart. So the minute you feel yourself creeping up, you can rest in it. You can rest in that moment and say, I'm going to give it to Jesus. You're going to work it out. I'm going to, I'm going to just depend on you and trust you. And so one of the examples the Holy Spirit gave me when I was thinking about stronger and getting stronger and the weight of the weight, I thought about when you're working out in the gym. So when I work out in the gym, I'm just trying to lose a certain amount of pounds. I'm just trying to be in shape. I'm trying to look cute in my clothes. Let some of the clothes that don't fit anymore fit. Like that's the purpose. That's that's all I'm trying to do. But when you're in the gym, t- sometimes you see people who are bodybuilders and they're preparing for a competition. So they're lifting really, really heavy weights and their muscles are growing and they're in the gym for hours and they're eating certain foods and they're doing certain routines. And it just looks like some of them just have an extreme love for it, but they're bulking up in the gym and they're doing these heavy weights and they're doing these rigorous exercises because they're they know what they're preparing for. And so what I want to tell you is that the more rigorous the exercise, the more discipline that's needed, the more just know that you're being prepared for something great. I'm being prepared to walk outside 
and throw on some clothes and look okay. So I don't have to have as much weight as someone who's preparing for a bodybuilding competition, for someone who's training for something that they're going to be on display or they have to make sure that they are their muscles and everything is right in the proper position. I am not preparing for the same thing. They're preparing for something different. So when you're going through a journey that says, you know, I'm lifting heavy, they cannot look at me and say, I'm lifting heavier weight than her, that, that I'm overwhelmed, that I'm tired, that I have a lot going on, that there's much more that I have to do. They can't look at me and say that. Because I'm not preparing for the same thing that they're preparing for. And so when you know that God has placed a big vision in your heart, when you know that God said, I'm going to use you for my glory, when you know that God said that something is coming, when David was anointed for king, that's not an easy feat. That's not an easy thing for you to do. And so therefore, your preparation is about to look different than somebody else. Your preparation is about to look different than someone else. Him and Jonathan were friends, but him and Jonathan did not have the same destination that they were going to. And so therefore, Jonathan got to stay back with his father. Yeah, he was was afraid and he was hurt that his friend was no longer there, but you still are not on the run for your life. You still do not have to play crazy. You still do not have to be up in the wilderness just trying to figure out when am I going to walk into the fullness of what God has for me. So at some seasons, David could have been jealous of Jonathan. He wasn't though. He wasn't. He wasn't. He just continued to trust and continued to try and believe. And I I imagine that when he had to go on the run and Jonathan was telling him, you will become king. How? How, Sway? How, Sway? My, my, My reality looks nothing like that. How, Sway? How? And so what I wanted to come today and remind you is that when you're going through a difficult journey, those bodybuilders, even though they are working much harder than me, if you've ever seen a bodybuilder in the gym or a bodybuilder show the videos of them preparing for a competition... They love it. They love it. You know why they love it? Because they know their destination. They know their destination. They don't mind lifting all of those weights. They don't mind jumping up. They don't mind doing what they have to do. They don't mind the exercises and the activities. There's a plan. There's a goal. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to go through. It's a long day. That food is tempting. This is what I got to go through. This is what I signed up for. This is what I signed up for when I signed up for the life to be a bodybuilder. So what I'm asking you is when you signed up for the life to be a follower of Christ, when you signed up to say that I'm going to surrender my will and everything that I personally want and give it up for everything that God wants, when you said that I was going to follow God and do what God told me to do, did you sign up? Did you really sign up for that life? Because if you signed up for that life, then we would be like the bodybuilders who are training in the gym and smiling because their muscles are building. They're smiling because they're running, but they're not growing weary. They're walking, but they're not fainting because they've prepared themselves for this. They're prepared for this moment. They're waiting on that moment and they know that that moment will come. They are trusting that that moment will come. Even if they get on stage and they don't win when they go in that competition, they know that there's going to be one competition that they walk into and they're going to win because they know that they have, they've been prepared for this. This is something that God has given getting them ready for. And so what I want to tell you is God is getting you ready for something. That vision that he gave you is not a vision that that's not going to come to pass if God gave you the vision. Not your vision, not what you sat down and thought of and asked God to come over here and co-sign. The vision that God gave you is going to come forth. But he's trying to make you stronger. So there's just three things that I wanted to share with you. Three things that I wanted to share with you. The first thing is God is making you stronger by stretching your capacity. He's stretching your capacity. And so one of the ways that he was stretching the capacity of David is he wanted to stretch the capacity of David because he wanted to help him to lead. He was about to be a leader over Israel. And so 
he had to stretch his capacity that you're not just going to be under Saul. You're going to learn how to lead. And there were a few hundred men that when David was out there in the wilderness, there were people who were following him. Before he went to, before he killed Goliath, he was leading sheep. I mean, that's cute and all Jews leading sheep, but I need to teach you how to lead people. I need you to teach you how to lead people. And so he had to learn how to lead. So first he learned how to lead a little under Saul. And then after that, I'm going to put you on your own. And then you're going to learn how to lead. And so he's building his capacity for leadership. What capacity is God building in you? What is he stretching? How is he stretching things that he wants to use in the field with you? When I was on my job and I wanted to come off the job forever, working as a guidance counselor, God was building in me innovation, creativity, the ability to create because I was bored out of my mind. You hear me? I was bored. I was like, I don't like this job. There's nothing to do. And God's like, I'm giving you the opportunity to get a paycheck and to create and to hone in on your skills of innovation. And you complaining. You complaining, boo, in the minute, in the moment. I could not see it. I just, I was like, straight up, do you not hear me? I'm waiting on you, Lord. I'm overwhelmed. I'm crying. Like, let me out of here. And he was like, you don't know. I'm stretching your capacity. On that job, I was able to write my first production and still be paid. And we we donated all of the proceeds the first time we did it. And that was fine because of the fact that I was still at a full-time job. And God was like, that's what I want to do in that season. I just want to stretch your capacity to create and innovate without having to worry about money. Because when we have to worry about money, then that stifles our innovation and our creativity. Because we're so consumed by money. God was like, I want to put you in a position where you learn not to depend on money, but still can stretch the capacity of innovation and creativity. I was also able to become an entrepreneur in that season. When I first went back to my job after getting the master's in school counseling, I started doing entrepreneurship. So now when I talk to entrepreneurs, my company has been helping small business entrepreneurs for the last three years. However, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 11 years. And so when I was able to write that in my bio, I said, oh my gosh, it sounds so better, so much better. And I just feel more confidence for me if I was a small business owner. If I want to have confidence in depending on someone to help me with my business, then if you said you had three years experience as an entrepreneur versus 11 years experience as an entrepreneur, that's going to be a little different. And so God was like, I'm giving you a safety net on your job to stretch your capacity. I am stretching your capacity. So what I'm asking you to evaluate today is that when you think about the vision, you think where God is carrying you, and you think about all of the things that he's placed inside of you, is he stretching your capacity in a certain area during this time during the wait? And so that weight is needed. It's like the bodybuilder. They need to have a certain frame. It's not going to happen overnight. They're not going to have the bodybuilder frame or figure. Have you seen their muscles? Those muscles don't happen overnight. Those muscles happen with a lot of hard work, discipline, and trusting that I'm going to put that weight on me. And when I put that weight on me, it's going to shape and form me into the figure that I need to be. It's going to shape. It's going to stretch my muscles. It's going to, yeah, it's going to do all of that because all of that is needed. I need to be changed. I need to be transformed. I cannot go on stage looking like this. My capacity needs to stretch in order for me to be able to compete. Moses said, we will not go in to the promised land without you because he knew that I need, I'm going to have to face 
battles. I'm going to have to be prepared and I need to have something I can put my weight on. And you can put your weight on Christ. You can put your trust on Christ. And so know that if I have to go through a rigorous exercise or routine or something in order to be prepared, I'm going to go through it again. 90% is about your perception. So the reason you're not content is not because you're sitting in a circumstance where God didn't answer your prayer. It's because the way that you're looking at it is how the Israelites were looking at it when Isaiah said, do you not know God? There's not a star missing in the sky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, when you signed up for this, did you not know what you were signing up for? I'm sorry, because he said you will run, but you will not grow weary. So you're going to run. You're going to run today. And so it's a reminder that I'm being stretched. My capacity is stretched. You cannot be a bodybuilder and say, okay, give me the prize. Oh no, you have to be stretched. Your capacity has to be stretched or you won't even get on that stage. And so that's what God is saying. Yeah, I have that vision for you. I have it. And it may not even be a real stage. Some of us are seeking stages, seeking platforms. And God's like, it's not even a stage or a platform. There are things I have for you to do, but I'm stretching your capacity because I need you to be ready for what I've called you to do. I need you to be ready for what I am placing down in your heart. And so in that time, I need to stretch your capacity. So the first one is he's stretching your capacity to be able to be able to handle everything that you're going to do. Because when they reached in the promised land, we talked about Joshua a lot. They had to fight. And so if their capacity was not stretched to be able to endure it, then they would have failed. And so the second thing is God is building your character. The second thing God is doing when he's putting that weight on you, he's building your character. He's building your character to be able to sustain it. Because who we really are comes out when we're under pressure. What's inside of us that we don't realize that weight, that pressure, sometimes God's like, I, I'm going to need to deal with some of those character traits before I send you out there because there's going to be a lot of pressure that's coming down on you. If you are someone who has road rage, I promise you, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. But whatever comes out of your mouth, I'm not sure what comes out, but whatever comes out of your mouth, that's inside of you. That wouldn't be able to come out if it wasn't inside of you. Maybe deep, deep, add it away. I don't know. I don't know if you cuss. I don't know. I promise you, this is not judgment. This is this is a moment of reflection. But another one, don't worry. Don't worry, road rage people. I'm going to also come for the people that are similar to me who get very competitive during a game night. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm super competitive. I'm just, I'm just, it's just the way I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes that competitive nature comes out so raw that it's a bit of arrogance. And you know you know what it is? It's the fact that some of that is in you. They're, I know you're saying like, Carol, you're ruining game night for me. I mean, it's supposed to be. It, it, and it, I think I think there's a line. I think you can have good competitive fun. And then when you walk away at the end of the night, I was like, all right, good game, guys. Like we thought we were going to win, you know, just, you know, some friendly banter. But when you're like upset, like the game night is over and like you're still upset, like you're going home sad because you guys didn't win. You're, you're, you want to do over. You, you We have to do the game over simply because, no, I need you to check that. If it's friendly, fun banter, and when the game's over, we're all laughing and talking, then great. You know, that's just what we do to keep the excitement going. But if you are upset, if you are asking for a rematch, if you come to the next game night and you about to go down, fist about to, like, 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 hon, check the heart. Check the heart because there's some arrogance down there. And what is happening is what's coming out in that game night is a part of your character. And so when we have pressure on us, God is saying, I do not want to put you on that platform. I do not want to put you in that scenario. I do not want to allow you to become a mother and you cussing that child out because your character's not ready. I do not want you to become a wife. And then your husband is saying, she says, she always, she don't know how to act. She don't know how to act. She's not kind at all. She just cut people off. She's short of patience. 
well, who is this guy's like, I'm trying to build your character now. You talking about this weight. I'm trying to build your character. Entrepreneur, your clients complaining about you, writing horrible Google reviews. You just, you just, you're just dealing with all of the bad reviews. You're getting clients who are dropping you left, right, and center. But you're ready. You're ready to be that entrepreneur. You're ready, though. You're ready. You're ready for the, the overflow of business. I think about a program that I'm that I'm in, and I remember around the time the lady was getting married was the first time she sent a message, and she said, oh, my God, guys, I totally forgot that we have this session. I'm like, why are you having a session during your wedding week anyway, sweetheart? That would have been canceled. We would have had some guest speakers, or we would have had the month off. I don't know. We would have figured something out. You would have watched an old video, but I'm just not about to do a session during the week of my wedding. I'm just not. Like, so... Shout out Creative Link Up if you listen in. That's the membership group under our business. I'm gonna put a guest speaker. I'm a I'm gonna do something, but I'm not gonna be trying to set up. So when she missed, I was like, fair enough. Like I thought you should have just assigned someone that week anyway. But ever since she got married, there's been like three or four times when I was like, oh my god, I forgot. Oh my god, it just totally slipped my mind. I was like, sweetie, sweetie, we paying you good money. You know, you we paying you good money. I'm going to need you not to forget. But I think what happened is she got an overflow of blessings all at the same time. And so I think sometimes we feel like God has shown me the vision. And because it's taking so long, I don't know if I really believe it. And so like in a short time, like her business blew up. She, like her business blew up. She got married. She moved into a new house. She's making certain figures. So it's like probably all of these things that God has told you will happen. And I don't even think she's 30 yet. She may just have turned 30, but like she's living in this dream home and she just recently got, like it's just all of these overflow of blessings of which you would have felt like, you know, that's the thing that God is driving me into. But in that season, there are a lot of people that are depending on her. And so your character has to be built during those off seasons to say, when the blessings come, there's work that I have to do in the blessing. There's work that I have to do in the blessing. And so what I want to remind you is that God is building your character because when you have the weight now, when it's heavy now, when it's overwhelming now, when something is pressing down on who you are as a person now, know that it's going to happen in the season of a blessing. Know that it's only preparing you for that. When David became king, he thought, you know, I'm not going to go out and fight. And then we know what happened when he didn't go out and fight. He saw the lady. He slept with the lady. Then he tried to bring her husband back and deceive him. Then he put him on the front line so he could die. David, what? Like how? How? We already carried you through so much. We carried you through so much. And so when he was in the wilderness, he had to learn about humility. He had to learn about humility. So when God did not attack his anointed, he wasn't allowed to kill Saul, even though he was right there and his friends was like, kill him, kill him. Then when Abigail's husband was acting the fool, Nabal, because that's what his name means, the fool, he was going to kill Nabal. And Abigail came and saved the day and said, you know what? Let me just clear this up real quick. And then Nabal died. That became his wife. But it was constantly going through experiences where he had to learn about being humble, learn about trusting God, learn about not depending on what he wanted to do and what God wanted him to do. And so when he went in that moment, when he was already king and living high on the hog and the blessings, he was in the life of the blessing, the king, what he always knew was about to happen when he was living in that season. And he made that mistake. He had to remember who's God and who, who's David. I know 
sometimes you look at David and you look at Saul, you feel like they both made mistakes. They both, they both were wilding out like we do as humans. We both wild out. So when you evaluate, like, what is the difference? What's the difference between Saul and David? And the difference between Saul and David is David was quickly, quickly repenting. He was quick to repent. Saul was like, no, you see what had happened was you had told me if you hadn't told me that you was going to be here in seven days, then I would have, no, you just disobedience, sit down, you disobedience, just have a seat. But David, when the prophet came to him and said, you know, you slept with the girl, you right, you right, I'm, I foul, that was foul, you right, that's what I did, and it's foul, and so therefore, yes, do it, whatever you need to do, because that was foul, and I need to be corrected. And so he repented quickly, but he had to learn about humility during that season of waiting, so that when he got in a position of king, it was like, don't come to me, don't come to me, I could have any woman, no, you right, you right, I'm foul. I'm foul. He also had to learn humility because even after he messed up, his son had sex with all his wives and he had to be humble about it. And people were talking to him about the side of their neck. And it's like, you, you're you going to go through seasons, even in the blessing, where you're going to need your characters to sustain you. You're going to need your characters to sustain you. And I love the the thing that Priscilla Shire said that, you know, if you just keep being hungry for the light and you're not ready and your character is not ready for the light, when you get in front of the light, the light will burn you to a crisp. And the light almost burned David, but he learned in his season of wilderness of how to be humble, of how to choose God's will over his will. And so what I'm asking you in this season, are you learning the characteristics that God is trying to teach you in this season? Are you building up your character? Are you building up your character in this season so that you're ready for what God is trying to do? Are you building up your patience? That's for me. I don't know if, you know, I heard this week, you know, not only I think God has really taken me through the love is patient, love is kind. When you're someone who's always on the go, I'm calling my own self out. You're always busy. You're always trying to get something done. There's a task that I have to complete. There's a task I have to check off my list that sometimes that people are casualties in the way of you going to that task. And what I mean by that is I'm so focused on the task that I'm not focused on you. And so therefore I cannot be kind to you. And so that anybody who is not moving slow, you don't have the ability to be kind because you don't have the ability to see or hear because you're so focused on what you want to do. And so if you are slowing down to hear the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to walk with you, the Holy Spirit to be with you, then you will be able to respond in kindness. So maybe the character that God is trying to build in you because you're going to the next season is kindness. Maybe it's patience. The final thing that I want to talk to you about is that God is not only stretching your capacity, building your character. The final one is he's restoring your strength. He's restoring your soul and strength. So in order to walk into everything that God has for you, you must walk boldly and confidently. But you have to be able to say that God prepared you for this. You have to be able to say that in this, I am being prepared. And so if God isn't your source, then you're not going to be able to be prepared. We look at people who have made it and say, oh my gosh, like they made it. Like, you know, I was following Oprah's story on Super Soul this week and she was seeing how she was demoted because she wasn't good at TV news. And TV news is what she thought she would have done, but she was demoted and then after being demoted, she went on to the Oprah Winfrey show. And so she had that show for 25 years. And then she had the own network. She needed that 25 years. Because when she was demoted, when she would have been told over and over, even as a black woman, even as someone who's gone through all of the struggles that she's gone through in order to get where she was being on the TV show, 
that would have done something to our confidence and our personality. And so our self-worth wouldn't have been ready for owning an entire network. And we know that she had so much trouble when she first started that it almost caused her to be bankrupt. It almost caused her to lose the whole network. Like she didn't even know at the beginning if it was going to happen. If she did not go through those 25 years of waiting for the next thing, if she didn't go through those years, even before being on the Oprah Winfrey show, of knowing that she had to trust in God, that after being demoted and rejected and going through the 25 years of the Oprah Winfrey show, those were years that God was restoring her soul. God was restoring her soul, pouring into her that you're worthy of this, that you are called, that you're chosen, you're worthy. When David was called, he wasn't even in the room. So, I mean, how many times y'all been rejecting me? Because I'm in the field, special guests came and y'all said that everybody was here except somebody who watching the sheet. So clearly y'all don't rate me. Clearly y'all don't rate me at all. There's just pure shade. There's no... Nobody rating how great I am or what I can do. And so therefore, I need to go through a season of God showing up every time for me so that I can know that I'm putting my weight on God and not on my family. I can know. So God is saying, I need you to know what you're putting your weight on. I I need you to know what you're putting your weight on. I also think about Tyler Perry and how, you know, her seven years, I tell the story a lot um, because it's so inspirational to me that he kept putting on the same plate over and over for seven years and working all these odd jobs, doing this for seven years. And so when it was time for him to release, release his first movie, there were people who were saying, yeah, you know, black films, they don't just, they don't do well. Yeah, you're not going to get that much people. It's not going to make that much money. And he was just like, don't believe me, just watch. Like, this is surely going to happen. And he was like, you know how I did it? For seven years when we were doing those plays, we collected email addresses and phone numbers. So when we were releasing our first movie, we sent a blast email to all those people who came to our shows and they went out to the theater and they supported But you know who wouldn't have had emails when the first movie deal came? If he didn't have those seven years of building up those emails, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. God is saying, I'm restoring your soul. I'm pouring something in you. There's something I'm pouring into you that you're going to need for the journey ahead. I'm pouring something in you that you're going to need for the journey ahead. Goliath wasn't a one-hit wonder. If David had only killed Goliath and then said, I'm going to be king. You killed one hit wonder. You got lucky one time. So you got lucky one time and you feel really, really. No, you had to go through David killed 10,000. You had to kill 10,000. You think you're going to kill Goliath and then what? You king or something? No. You thought you were going to This is a guy that you think you're going to go to LA and do a screenwriting course and what? You think you made it? You think you made it? You think you're going to get married and then oh, our marriage is amazing. And you're like, this guy is just pissing me the heck off. You thought you were going to have a child and weren't going to be up every night and you were just going to take cute Instagram photos? Like why? Like why did you think it was just about to be about that? You thought you were about to be an entrepreneur and just blow up overnight? Just have six figures, yes, yes, yes? You thought it was just going to happen? No, I'm pouring something into you during this season. That's what I'm doing. Yes, yes. David had to go through a season where he was able to say, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. Yes, I've been tried, tested and proven. I am worthy of being king, yes. Yes, I am worthy. I have gone through, I have gone through it. I have done it. I have gone through it. It's been hard. It's been overwhelming, but um, I'm ready. I'm ready. And God is saying, I'm trying to restore you. I'm trying to pour something in you. I'm trying to get you to ready so you could put your weight on me. And this is, this is something that God was putting strain on my heart for those millennials. And I'm a millennial or, you know, not only Gen Y, but Gen Z who feel like I don't want to be in this job because this is not my passion. This is not my purpose. I am not happy about it. Let me tell you something about purpose. 
The purpose as a Christian, remember I told you guys, you signed up for this when you decided to be a follower of Christ. The reason I'm on earth is to bring glory to God, to love God, to bring glory to God and tell others about his goodness. That's why I'm here. That's your purpose. Don't go trying to, oh, I can't find my purpose. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to believe in God, to love God and obey God. That's your purpose. Because how you how you give glory to God is you love him. And how you love him, if you love him, you'll keep his commands. So you obey him. And so if God told you, it's like when I was working that guidance counselor job, if God told you to stay on that job, you are walking in purpose because you're being obedient. You're being obedient to the person you're supposed to bring glory to. And that is your purpose of being on earth. And so, so many times it's like, this is not the job for me because this is not my purpose. Did God tell you to stay on that job? Then it's your purpose. Because Tyler Perry worked those odd jobs for seven years because he needed to support himself because you're about to be broke for seven years. So you have to be obedient. You have to be obedient. God is saying, I'm trying to restore you. This is not about what feels good or what feels comfortable or what is bringing me the biggest platform or bringing me the most praise. And and that's one of the reasons I feel like God wanted to take me off of social media because we begin to compare ourselves and we begin to put the standards of the world of that's what I should be doing right now. And God is saying, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, you're reading the wrong script. And the reason you're reading the wrong script is because you are too exposed to things of the world. And so in order for you to be able to step fully into the things I have called you to do, I need you to read the right script. I need you to put your weight and put your trust on me. And the only way that we can put our weight and trust on the Holy Spirit is if we continue to read his word. For some of you, it may mean I need to shut off the TV because that is reading me the wrong script. I need to stop scrolling on Instagram and being envious of others because in that way, I am reading the wrong script. I am not, the way that I'm perceiving this building up, I'm going to go on that stage for that bodybuilding competition and I'm not going to be ready. My muscles are not going to be stretched. My character isn't going to be built and I'm not going to be restored with the fuel that I need in order to present myself well. You are a bodybuilder for Christ. He said, I am trying to stretch your capacity. I'm trying to build your character. I'm trying to restore your soul. I'm trying to restore your soul so you can be ready for the vision. So you're thinking this vision must not be happening. Let me tell you something. If God came to encourage you today, I want you to remember, if you're thinking the vision's not happening because there's so much weight on you that it's so hard, God is like, I'm trying to make you stronger. I'm trying to make you stronger. I am building your capacity to walk into it. The fact that you're struggling, that is evidence. That is evidence. Nothing is random. It's like when Isaiah told the Israelites, I'm sorry, do you not know who God is? Do I need to remind you? Do you feel that he has left you? Why don't you trust him? He never grows weak or weary. He never grows weak or weary. So this is your reminder that when you're in a season of a feeling overwhelmed, I feel like I've been anointed as like King David has been anointed. I feel like there's there's purpose and there's, there's things that God wants me to walk into, but I don't see it. Know that in this season of pain, of frustration, of overwhelming, change your perspective. It's not about your external surroundings. Change your perspective to know that when I signed up for this life, like the bodybuilder who signed up for a bodybuilding competition, there is work that I have to do. There is work that I have to do. And it's not going to come if I do not pick up the weight. If I do not pick up the weight. But when you pick up the weight, rest it on the Holy Spirit. Rest it on the Holy Spirit. And if you find that you're overwhelmed and you can't rest it on the Holy Spirit, think about what script are you reading? What plan are you following? When I go in the gym, what's in front of me? Okay, run for two miles, lift a couple weights, moving thing. This will be good. That's not the same plan that that bodybuilder on the side of me is reading. His work, his daily workout, it don't look the same. It don't look the same. You're looking at the wrong workout. You're looking at the workout of the young lady who's just trying to look some cute in some clothes. 
You need to look at the workout for the bodybuilder based on the vision that God gave you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Stronger. I pray that God continues to stretch your capacity, build your character and restore your soul and know that that is the only thing that he's doing when he's going through this, carrying you through this process where he's making you stronger. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you share, share this episode with a friend and that you will be here next week with us. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget, you can just scroll down, click that five button and then write a review. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.